Thank you, O God. Amen. Bless thank the name you, of the thank Lord. You, thank you, O God. Amen. We thank God for all of you on today. Amen. This has been a, a magnificent uh, time of worship, time of praise. And as I said a few moments ago, the atmosphere has certainly been set for us to receive uh, the word. And um, I thank God for everyone who has logged in to the broadcast on today. Amen. 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 What I want you all to do, I want you all to turn to the book of Exodus. The book of book of Exodus. Amen. Uh, chapter 14 of the book of Exodus. And want to read verses 1 through 4. Uh, but we want to make you aware that what I am going to be ministering today is going to cover a couple of weeks, but it's almost like it's going to be a separate entity within itself mm -hmm. concerning the children of Israel. So basically what I'm going to be covering, I'm going to be covering the entire 14th chapter of the book of Exodus, and we're going to be laying out certain scripture as we cover uh, this lesson, this teaching, this blessing from God through our hearts and our minds. So if you have your word right now, if you have your word, amen, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw this up. I have this, you know, for, for me to read because I did type it into some information that I have. So I'm just, I'm going to share it with you uh, in this particular portion right now. Uh, again, we don't have all of the scripture verses uh, that we're going to be putting up today because the module of our scriptures um, have, I don't know, my, my scripture is not coming up, but I did put this down. I did write this down for myself so that I could be able to read this to you. So we're going to share it together. Amen. The book of Exodus, um, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before, and I'm not very good with these, these names, so I apologize if I mess up the pronunciation, Pahiroth, between Migdal and the sea over against Belzphon. Before it shall ye encamp by the sea. I want you all to notice back up in that verse, the Lord said that they turn and encamp. Please keep that in mind. That's very, very important. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am 
the Lord. And they did so. Bless God. Bless God. What I, what I want to minister about, and again, this is going to cover uh, a great deal of information. It's going to be a blessing. What I want to minister about is from this particular subject. Amen. The Red Sea, the wilderness, your breakthrough. The Red Sea, the wilderness, your breakthrough. You all see it right there. It's, it's, it's going to be a blessing to you. The Red Sea, the wilderness, your break through. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we come now in the name of your darling son, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We thank you for this, another opportunity to encourage your people to bless their lives with the word, to give us that strength, that determination that we may run forth to remind us of who we are, of whose we are, and the things we can accomplish if we set our hearts and our minds on you. Bless us in this word, God, that, that we may know that no matter the circumstance or the situation we are in, you certainly have all things in control. Now bless us, and we will be blessed. Keep us, and we will be kept. This is our prayer. We say amen, amen and amen. The Red Sea, the wilderness, your breakthrough. All right. Listen, one thing that we all know and that we all have experienced, we've experienced it all too well and all too often. Mm -hmm. And this is whether you are a child of God or not a child of God, life is often cruel. Mm. Amen. I, I, I know it's difficult to want to hear, but life is often cruel. As a matter of fact, sometimes life is very cruel. Hopes that have risen to great heights, many times sink in disappointment. There was one book written, and I often quote this, this title of this book, or a quote from that book, which says, the best laid plans mm -hmm. of mice and men sometimes go awry. Think things don't always work out like we think they should work out every everywhere every day thousands of people are facing diseases deformity accidents suffering death loss of job shortage of money 
bankruptcy, and broken relationships. Where is God when we really need him becomes the cry of the human heart? Where is God when we're going through? And, 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 and I submit unto you today that many of us, even as people of God, at some of the hardest times in our lives, we have cried out, where is God when I really need him? This was the very situation mm -hmm. confronting Israel. The Israelites had been freed from the cruel hand of Pharaoh. But we asked the question, why? For what reason were they freed? Were they freed to, to perish like haunted animals? Were they freed just so they can have their, their skeletal bones dry up in the desert? There they stood, trapped by the Red Sea. And surrounding them was an Egyptian army. In effect, they were between a rock and a hard place. Up against some insurmountable odds. Have you ever been there? So we look at this. In, in Israel, they had to face some things. Israel had to face a man whose hardened heart made him crazy with hate and hatred for them. They had to face 600 chosen chariots plus all the other chariots and horses of Egypt. They had to face the most powerful army on the face of the earth. But check this out, y'all. The problem was not Pharaoh and his great military power. What do you mean, Pastor? The problem was not the Red Sea. The problem was actually closer to home. I need y'all to follow, follow me in this. The problem was the heart's of the Israelites, the secret thoughts of the heart that begin to wonder. God, why are you allowing this to happen? God, why me? This isn't fair. If only we had stayed in Egypt, life would be so much simpler. We can only imagine, we can only imagine for a moment the scene as Pharaoh rushed to capture the Israelites. Mothers clutching their children, 
trying to make their final memories of freedom as least painful as possible. Perhaps some of them were contemplating throwing themselves into the Red Sea, allowing the waters to become their final resting place. And then there were some who were determined to go down fighting. Amen. Scripture, scripture teaches us that the people, watch this now, the people began to bitterly accuse Moses and God for being cruel. Come on, I mean, I, 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 I believe that a many, many a pastors, many a, a bishop and apostles, you are feeling what this is, amen? You, you're feeling what this is because sometimes we have to do things and people just don't understand. And it feels like the things that we're doing is for their detriment instead of their advancement. And this stinging yet false charge can cut to the very core. And I look at Moses and then any other man, and some have, some have ran away, some have given up the ship, some have come down off the wall. Any other man would have thrown up his hands and waved the white flag and surrendered to Pharaoh, but not Moses. All right. Moses didn't do that. I don't see any, anywhere in scripture when these people were complaining, when they were getting on his nerves. I don't see anywhere in scripture where Moses began to yell at them and say, look, just be quiet and let me do this. No, no, no. Instead, Moses pointed the people to the Lord. Hmm. Why? Why? Because he knew that God, I want y'all to get this, was in complete control of the situation. And I, I submit unto you today that whenever you begin to go through some stuff, whenever you begin to go through some changes, don't start yelling at everybody around you. Don't kick the dog and scream at the wife and slam doors. No, don't yell at your husband. Don't stop cooking them dinner. Don't do that. Just realize that God is in complete control of your situation. What we need to understand, what we need to understand in this scripture, God was preparing to do something great. Amen. God was preparing to do something so marvelous, so extraordinary that it would be recorded as one of the greatest acts in history. God was going to make these people eyewitnesses of his great power. And I submit unto you today that God's power is a power that can deliver us from any trial. God's power is a power that can deliver us from any circumstance. God's power is a power that can deliver us from any situation. And we all have witnessed the power of God as he delivered us all from sickness. Yes, yes, amen, amen, amen. He delivered us from injury. He delivered us from loss of job. He delivered us from poverty. He delivered us from divorce. He delivered us from broken relationships. He delivered us from bankruptcy. We are all witnesses of the delivering power of God. Our God is greater. Our God is awesome. Mm. 
He is higher than any other. See, see, this, this message, this message in this scripture is a message which I really want to encourage you with and letting you know that no matter, listen to me, listen to me, no matter how things may look, somebody needs to hear this today. You may be going through some stuff. You may be having a few trials. You may be having a few tribulations. Money may be a little low. You know, relationships may be a little messed up. But I want you to know right now, no matter how things may look, God is able to bring you through. I need somebody to put that up. I need somebody to put that up. God is able to bring me through. No matter what, God is able to bring me through. God is able to bring me out. God is able to bring me over. God is able to uphold me yeah, 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 with the power yeah. of his mighty hand. In the book of Exodus chapter 14 verses 1 through 31, it tells us of the first crises mm -hmm. of Israel in the wilderness of crossing the Red Sea in route to God's great deliverance. And within Exodus 14, chapter 1 through 31, there are seven scenes, seven lessons for you and I as children of the kingdom. And I'm going to lay them out for you. I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to get to all of them this week, but I'm going to lay them out to you. Scene one in verses one through four, we notice God's plan and purpose. Scene two in verses five through nine, we notice Pharaoh's change of mind and the pursuit of God's people. In scene three, and in verses 10 through 12, we see the fear and the cry of God's people. In scene four, in, in verses 13 through 15, we see that great message of victory and deliverance. In scene five, in verses 16 through 18, we see God's great purpose, watch this y'all, in dividing the Red Sea. And please don't get it twisted. Please don't think that God just delivered Israel through the Red Sea just so we can have the story, the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. There's a greater purpose in God dividing the Red Sea. Somebody ought to say glory. In scene 6, in verses 19 through 28, we see the great deliverance of God taking place. And then in scene 7, in verses 29 through 31, we see the Lord's salvation of his people. It is my prayer today, it is my prayer today that as I go through these scenes over the next couple of weeks that your heart, your mind, your soul, your life will be elevated to a height of reliance on God that you have not yet achieved. 
I'm praying that your heart and your mind be elevated to a height of reliance upon God that you have not yet experienced. So, let's get blessed together. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's get blessed together. The first scene here is that of God's plan and purpose. Exodus chapter 14, verses 1 through 4 says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Pahiroth, between Migdal and the sea over against Belfon. Before it shall ye encamp by the sea. Verse 3 goes on to say, For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land, the wilderness have them shut in. And then God says in verse 4, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, that he shall follow after them, check this out, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And what did they do? The people of God, and they did so. And this is this is this is somewhat somewhat mind-boggling here. It's 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 somewhat makes you sit back and say, wait, did God actually tell them to do that? What, what do you mean, Pastor? God gave a strange and a surprising set of instructions. To Moses. Check this out. He told Moses to change directions. Oh my God. Remember I said keep your eye on that one part in that scripture. Where it said turn. What God was telling Moses to tell the people to do. Was to turn back. They had already gone a certain distance. And God was telling them. He told Moses tell them to turn back. And pitch camp. By the Red Sea. Hold up, hold up, God. Don't you know that, that, that Pharaoh and them going to come at us when they see us just sitting there? You're telling us to go back and pitch tent. You're telling us to go back and sit there and wait to be killed. See, see God told them, look, watch this, watch this. He said, opposite Balzaphon and near Pihiroth, between Migdal and the sea. Basically, there were mountains on both sides of them. There was a sea in front of them. 